What's up, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and welcome back to another episode of Time Out with Tony, your host, Tony. Okie dokie, ladies and gentlemen, episode 21, 21, 21, 21, 21, 21. Anyways, um, yeah, 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 episode 21, and today, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to be reviewing what may be one of the best superhero movies of all time, 2008, or sorry, was it 2008, 2008's the Dark Knight. 2009's The Dark Knight? I don't know. We're reviewing The Dark Knight. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. Known. Literally one of the best superhero movies of all time. Not only for having one of the best interpretations of Batman, but um, The Dark Knight also has what may be the best interpretation of the Joker to date. Now, in my personal opinion, when it comes to ranking all of these Jokers, I really don't know how to rank them. Um, but I do know for a fact that Heath Ledger's Joker definitely goes um, as high as the others. You know, top three. Definitely, definitely top three. But, uh... <laughs> Um, I feel like I'm giving like the most basic, vague description, and I know for a fact that I am. And people are like, "Oh my God, this is so like, it's like, gosh, this dude sounds like, sounds like he just watched the movie once, and he's like, oh yeah, it's so cool because it's so cool.' No, 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 no. Like, I honestly really liked it for its explosions. If I'm gonna be honest, no, I'm joking. <laughs> uh, that was a bad joke. Um. I personally liked it for its action sequences. If I'm going to be honest, Christopher Nolan is a hell of a director, and whoever was in charge of stunt coordination definitely aced this part, uh, in my personal opinion, you know. But anyways, I feel like I'm getting ahead of myself. Before we get into today's episode, I want to take a quick minute and thank you guys all so much for the support. It means a lot, really, so keep it up, spread the word, and most of all, um, follow us on our Instagram at timeout underscore with underscore Tony Podcast. I have been trying my best to keep up with updating the YouTube channel, but it's, it's, just, it's just so hard to, you know, download those 40-minute fucking audio stems and then... Ugh. So it's a whole process, and believe me when I say this, that I, I, I do try my best. Especially considering the work week I'm given. Anyways, um, so there's that. Um, I t- t- have been trying my best as well to promote. Shit, I gotta back up a bit. <clears throat> I have been trying my best to promote uh to promote the episodes on our Instagram as well. But if I'm gonna be honest, we are doing a good decent amount of numbers uh for the in terms of promotion and like. All this other kind of stuff, you know. We're doing some really decent numbers, and if I'm gonna be honest, we are almost, we are we're actually really close to three thousand uh plays total, which doesn't really sound like much of an accomplishment, but it's 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 something, it's something. <laughs> Anyways, uh yeah. Other than that, ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's just jump straight into today's episode. Sit back, relax, and crack open a beer, soda, and or water, folks, and enjoy because this is the Dark Knight.
so this is a, i'm gonna be honest with you this is a very interesting episode for me um especially because i i'm can people hear me from this i should probably get the mic closer a little bit how about now um it's a, it's a very interesting episode as mostly because i'm uh i'm sitting on my couch while recording this why you may be asking well i'm just way too lazy to you know sit in an office chair and read directly from a computer screen so you know what i'm just gonna sit from my couch and read from my phone because i'm just that awesome uh, sorry uh yeah so here we are and i'm pulling up my script right now on my phone but it's just taking so damn slow aha see i told you it was 2008 anyways um yeah yeah yeah, yeah. let me just uh let me just uh, lay back a bit you know <sighs> <laughs> you see? Ah, uh, yes. Yes, yes. Hold up, I gotta <clears throat> put a couch cushion behind me. I should have done this before I started recording, but whatever. Judge, don't judge me. Anyway, so let's take a look at The Dark Knight. So for those of you that don't know, The Dark Knight is a 2008 superhero film directed by Christopher Nolan from a screenplay he co-wrote with his brother Jonathan Nolan. Based on the DC comic superhero Batman, it is the sequel to 2005's Batman Begins and the second installment in the Dark Knight trilogy. The plot follows the vigilante Batman, Police Lieutenant James Gordon, and District Attorney Harvey Dent who form an alliance to dismantle the organized crime in Gotham City. Their efforts, however, are derailed by... <clears throat> sorry by the Joker, an anarchistic um, mastermind who seeks to test how far Batman will go to save the city from chaos. The ensemble cast includes Christian Bale, Michael Caine, Heath Ledger, Gary Oldman, Aaron Eckhart, Maggie Gyllenhaal, and Morgan Freeman. Uh, Warner Bros. first prioritized the sequel following the successful reinvention of the Batman film series with 2005's Batman Begins. Christopher and Batman Begins co-writer David S. Goyer then started developing story elements, making Dent the central protagonist and tragic hero caught up in the battle between Batman and the Joker. In writing the screenplay, the Nolans were heavily influenced by the 1980s Batman comics and crime drama films and sought to continue Batman Begins heightened re uh, to continue the Batman Begins heightened re uh, reality tone, you know? Um, from April to November of 2007, filming took place with a $185 million budget in Chicago and Hong Kong and on sets in England. The Dark Knight was the first major motion picture to be filmed with high-resolution IMAX cameras, and Christopher Nolan avoided using CGI unless necessary and insisted on practical stunts such as, a f such as flipping an actual 18-wheeler and blowing up an actual factory with actual people in it. Could you believe no, I'm joking. Um, the Dark Knight was marketed with an innovative interactive viral campaign that initially focused on countering criticism of Ledger's casting by those who believed that he was a poor choice to portray the Joker. Unfortunately, Ledger would go on to die from an accidental drug overdose in January of 2008, and this would lead to widespread interest and press. Uh, uh, sorry, widespread interest from the press and the public regarding his performance. When it was released in that July, The Dark Knight would go on to receive acclaim for its mature tone, 
themes, visual style, and performances, particularly that of Ledger, who received several posthumous awards, including an Academy Award for Best Supporting uh, Best Supporting Actor, making The Dark Knight the first ever comic book film to ever even receive a major Academy Award. It broke several box office records and became the highest grossing film of 2008 and the fourth highest grossing film of its time and the highest grossing superhero film at the time. Um, oh shit. Alright, cool. That's much better. Uh, wait, can you guys actually hear me back that? Um, oh, okay, cool. So, uh, on second thought, I don't even know if you guys could hear me like that. Anyways, I'm just gonna continue and hope for the best. <laughs> Anyways, uh, since its release, The Dark Knight has been assessed as one of the greatest superhero films ever made, one of the best films of the 2000s, and one of the best films, um, um, again, ever made. It is considered to be the blueprint for modern superhero films, particularly for its rejection of a comic book style in favor of a genre film that features comic book characters. Many filmmakers sought to repeat its success by emulating its gritty, realistic tone, varying degrees of success. The Dark Knight has been analyzed for its themes of terrorism and its limitations of morality and ethics. The U.S. Library of Congress selected it for its preservation in the National Film Registry in 2020, and The Dark Knight Rises concluded the Dark Knight trilogy in 2012. Alright, right, right, right. So, now that we've been given a little bit of brief history, I'm going to Press that, sorry, press that denoise button because I just feel like you can't hear me. Anyways, so, let's just get straight into the, 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 the recap itself. God damn, nine minutes of shit. Okay, cool. So, our story opens up on a gang of masked criminals that rob a mafia-owned bank in Gotham City, each betraying the others until the sole survivor, the Joker, reveals himself as the mastermind and escapes with the money. The vigilante known as Batman, District Attorney Harvey Dent, and Police Lieutenant Jim Gordon form an alliance to eliminate Gotham's organized crime. Batman's alter ego, the billionaire Bruce Wayne, publicly supports Dent as Gotham's legitimate protector, believing his success will allow Batman to retire so Wayne can romantically pursue his childhood friend Rachel Dawes, despite her relationship with Dent. Mafia bosses gather to discuss protecting their organizations from the Joker, the police, and Batman. The Joker interrupts the meeting and offers to kill Batman for half of the fortune they can allow concealed before fleeing to Hong Kong to avoid extradition. You know, this is where the scene where he's like, "You want us to get pencil? I'm gonna make a, I'm gonna make a magic pencil disappear." It's just shit like that. Anyways, uh, the mafia bosses gather to discuss protect. Oh wait, I already read that part. <clears throat> With the help of Wayne Enterprises CEO Lucius Fox, Batman finds Lao in Hong Kong and returns into the custody of Gotham Police. And his testimony enables Dent to apprehend the crime families. The bosses accept jo uh, Joker's offer and he kills high-profile targets involved in the trial, including the judge and police commissioner. But Gordon, however, is able to save the mayor. The Joker threatens his attacks, uh, threatens his attacks will continue until Batman unmasks himself. The Joker then targets Dent at a fundraising in the, uh, dinner and throws Rachel out of a window, but Batman is able to rescue her. Wayne struggles to understand the Joker's motives, but his butler, Alfred Pennyworth, uh, says some, some simply relish destruction. Some just want to watch the world burn. 
then claims he is Batman to lure out the Joker, who then attacks the police convoy transporting him. Batman and Gordon apprehend the Joker, and Gordon is promoted to commissioner. While at the police station, Batman interrogates the Joker, where are they? Who says he sorry sorry who says he finds Batman entertaining and has no intention of killing him. Having deduced Batman's feelings for Rachel, the Joker reveals her and Dan are being held separately in buildings that are rigged to explode. Batman races to save Rachel while Gordon goes after Dent, but they discover Joker has switched their positions and Rachel gets killed in an explosion while Dent's face is severely burned on one side. The Joker escapes from custody and extracts the fortune's location from Lau and burns all of it. Wayne's account, sorry, Wayne Enterprise's accountant Coleman uh, Reese deduces Batman's identity and attempts to expose it, but the Joker threatens to blow up a hospital unless Reese is killed. While the police evacuate hospitals, and Gordon struggles to keep Reese alive, the Joker meets with a disillusioned Dent, persuading him to take justice in his own hands and avenge Rachel. Dent defers his decision-making to his self-scarred two-headed coin, killing the corrupt police officers and the, mafios, uh, and the mafiosos who contributed to Rachel's death. As Paddock grips the city, the Joker reveals two evacuation ferries, one carrying civilians and the other one carrying prisoners, rigged to explode at midnight unless one group sacrifices the other. To the Joker's disbelief, the passengers refuse to kill one another, and Batman subdues the Joker but refuses to kill him. Before the police arrest the Joker, he says although Batman proved incorruptible, his plan to corrupt Dent succeeded. Dent takes Gordon's family hostage, blaming his negligence for Rachel's death. He then flips the coin on to decide their fate, but Batman uh, tackles him to save Gordon's son, and Dent falls to his death. Believing Dent is the hero the city needs, Batman takes the blame for his death and actions and persuades Gordon to conceal the truth. Pennyworth burns an undelivered message to Wayne from Rachel who says she chose Dent and Fox destroys invasive surveillance network that Batman helped Sorry, that helped Batman find the Joker, and in the aftermath, the city mourns Dent as a hero while the police launch their manhunt for Batman. And that, my friends, is how the Dark Knight ended. Talk about a cliffhanger. And then some folks. Wow. Jeez. Well. Alright, so. <laughs> that was an interesting story. On a scale of 1 to 10, I'd have to give The Dark Knight a... Well, it's uh, very difficult to say, honestly, because in my personal opinion, my personal opinion, sorry, I want to give it a 10, but I feel like it's just such a generic... Uh, response because I mean I'd probably just say oh yeah 10 out of 10 because it's it's just it's Joker um no 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 I, I want to say I give it like a 9.5 out of 10 and well here's why so first and foremost the reason why I'd have to give it such a um, such a high score would be because of the performances themselves the performances from Christian Bale Heath Ledger um, Lucius Fox, I mean, dude, seeing Morgan Freeman in anything is honestly really cool. Um, especially as Lucius Fox, like, I gotta say, that's a really, that's a really underrated casting. If I'm gonna be honest, it's not something I was, I, I personally, sorry, I at first expected. But, you know, it's, it's, it's very underrated. 
and I really want to see more um more characters like him. I mean, of course, you know, every superhero has, you know, their their, their comic book characters that are, you know, the guys in the chairs and whatnot, but like I want to see more that give off those kind of vibes that Lucius Fox gave off, you know? Like even when even when the chief accountant guy person was like Mr. Wade's Batman, you know, he didn't really lose his cool, you know? I mean, obviously because, you know, if you threaten to expose Batman's identity, you're obviously going to get a uh, knee to the spine, but you know, it's it's uh I don't know, I just I like guys with that I like I like characters with that kind of demeanor. You feel me? But anyways, um, I'm getting way off topic. Uh, anyways, yeah. So the performances, I really got to praise um, Gary Oldman as Commissioner Gordon again. Another underrated casting, if I'm gonna be honest. Um, yeah, that's why. Yeah, that's what I have to say. I wanna I wanna say more, but I feel like I'm gonna you know go off topic and say completely something completely irrelevant uh, to the topic. So I'm just gonna you know keep cycling. Um, the stunt performances again. Whoever the stunt coordinator for this shit for the show, uh, for the movie was amazing, amazing. Um, when it comes to, I know when it comes to like you know what 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 goes into the movie and whatnot. That's that's like you know creator. That's like director director territory and whatnot. But like. The stunt coordinator, that's a whole other, like, perspective. I mean, yeah, he has to put whatever the director wants into fruition. And it's, like, it, it's a really tough job because if you think about it, it's, like, it's, like, you're asking, it's, like, it's, like, you're just listening to a big baby whine over and over again. Um, I'm not saying that's what it is, but I, I feel like... <laughs> I feel like that's what, I, I, in some cases, it might be because, you know, you hear stories about how directors are very difficult to work with and whatnot. And again, I'm getting off topic. So anyways, again, stunt coordination was amazing, especially the whole, the whole convoy scene where they're trying to transport him to the prison. Really good stuff. And I want to be honest. Mm, one thing I would have to like, kind of not like about it, this movie would be just kind of the major some plot holes that were left out, you know. While it was really decent to see all these action sequences and you know this drama unfold, it just felt a little bit weird when it came to the characters themselves, you know. And I know we had a first Batman movie to, you know, really get to know these characters, but I, I, I don't know, it's, I look at this and I feel like it's, um, it just feels rush a bit. And I'm not saying that it completely ruins the movie, but, you know, not every movie is perfect. It's really weird considering that I've given perfect tens in the past before. And I, I really gotta stop doing that mostly because it's just really i don't know it's just because i can't really back my claims when i say perfect tens and then i go see whatever uh people have to say whatever bad things people have to say about a movie or and whatnot and it's like 
yeah, I could have said that. Oh, shit, I could have said that. And it's like, I feel like I don't do enough research. So it's like, uh, whatever. But yeah, no, I 9.5 out of 10. I highly, highly, highly recommend this movie. Especially if you were trying to understand what the hype is around uh, a character like Joker. So again, highly recommend it, especially for movie night and whatnot. So yeah, let's take a look at behind the scenes. So production for the movie first began as early as uh, 2005 or not long after the success of uh, the first Batman movie in 2005. And they prioritized the sequel. And although Batman Begins ends with a scene in which Batman is presented with a Joker playing card, teasing the introduction of his arch enemy, the Joker, Christopher Nolan did not even intend to make a sequel and was unsure Batman Begins would be successful enough to warrant one. Christopher, alongside his wife and longtime producer Emma Thomas, had never worked on a sequel film before, but him and co-writer David Goyer discussed ideas for a sequel during filming. During Goyer... Sorry, uh, Goyer developed an outline for two sequels, but Christopher remained unsure uh, as to how the Batman Begins narrative, while keeping it consistent and relevant, though he was interested in realizing the Joker, uh, the Joker in Begins' grounded, realistic style. Discussions between Warner Bros. Pictures and Christopher Nolan began shortly after the theatrical release, and development began following the production of. Uh, uh, Nolan's other film, The Prestige. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. Um, when it comes to writing, or with the help of his own brother, Jonathan Nolan, they both spent actually six months developing the story into a draft screenplay. And after submitting that draft in uh, to Warner Bros., Jonathan spent an even further two months refining it until Christopher had finished directing The Prestige. They then collaborated on the final script over the next six months during pre-production for The Dark Knight. Jonathan found the poignant ending uh, the script's most interesting aspect. It had always depicted Batman fleeing from police, but it was changed from him leaping across rooftops to escaping on the bad pod, his motorcycle-like vehicle. The dialogue Jonathan considered most important was, quote, you either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain, came late in development. Influenced by films such as The Godfather and Heat, maintaining Batman's be uh, begins tones, their finished script bore m more resemblance to a crime drama to that of a superhero, uh, traditional superhero film. Comic book influences included writer Frank Miller's 1980 works, which portrayed characters in a more serious tone and the limited series batman the long halloween which explores the relationship between batman dent and uh jim gordon dent was written as the dark knight's central character serving as the tragic hero at the center of the battle between batman who believed dent is the hero he needs and the joker who wants to prove that even the most righteous people can be corrupted Christopher said the title refers to Dent as equally as Batman. He considered Dent as having duality similar to Batman's providing interesting dramatic potential. The focus on Dent meant Batman, sorry, Bruce Wayne Batman was written as a genetically static uh, character who did not undergo significant character development. Christopher found the writing, the Joker, the easiest aspect of the script. 
They identified the traits common to his media incarnations and were influenced by the character's comic book appearances as well as the villain Dr. Mobius of the film's Fritz Lang. The graphic novel Batman the Killing Joke did not influence the main narrative, but Christopher believed writer Alan Moore's interpretation of the Joker as someone partially driven to approve anyone can become like him when pushed far enough helped in Nolan's purpose and inherently purposeless character. The Joker was written as a purely evil psychopath and an anarchist who lacks reason, logic, and fear, and could test the moral and ethical limits of Batman, Dent, and Gordon. The Nolans later realized they had inadvertently written their version similarly to the Joker's first appearance in Batman issue 1. The final scene in which the Joker states him and Batman are destined to battle forever was not intended to tease a sequel but to convey the diamet uh, diametrically opposed pair were in an endless to com uh, conflict because they will not kill each other. So, you know, there's that. <clears throat> Sorry. Fuck, <clears throat> <clears throat> well, again. <clears throat> Ah, shit. Sorry. All right, cool. Apologies about that. Cool. Let's take a look at the uh, principal photography or filming, if you will. Um, where was I? So, principal photography first began on April 18th, 2007 in Chicago on a $185 million budget. The Dark Knight. Sorry, for The Dark Knight. Um, I forgot what the cinematographer Wally Feister I think that's how you pronounce his name um if not then it's just I'm gonna just say Feister chose to combine the rush style visuals of Batman Begins with a dusk like uh, dust like color scheme of the prestige which was the previous film that Christopher Nolan had worked anyways in part to address over dark scenes in Batman Begins. To avoid attention, filming in Chicago took place under the working title Roy's First Kiss, but the production's true nature was quickly uncovered by the uh, media publications. The Joker's homemade videos were filmed and mainly directed by Ledger. Kane said he forgot his lines were seen involving one video because of Le uh, Ledger's stunning performance. The first scene filmed uh, was the bank heist, which was shot in the old Chicago main post office over a course of five days. It was scheduled early to test the IMAX uh, procedure, allowing it to be refilmed with traditional cameras if needed, and it was intended to be publicly released as part of the marketing campaign. Pfizer described it as a week of patience and learning because of the four-day wait for the IMAX footage to be processed. Filming then moved to England throughout May and then returned once more to, to Chicago in June. Filming took place in the lobby of one Illinois center, which served as Dwayne's penthouse apartment. Bookcases were built to hide the elevators, and a floor of two Illinois center was decorated for Dwayne's fundraiser. The crew was described as excited as the scene depicted the first meeting between Batman and the Joker. The windows in both settings were covered in green screen material, allowing Gotham City visuals to be added later. In July, three weeks were spent. The truck uh, were spent. Filming the truck chase scene mainly on Wacker Drive, a multi-level street that had to be closed overnight. During filming, Christopher added a set piece of a SWAT van crashing through a concrete building barricade, and the sequence 
uh, the sequence continued on Lysias Street, which was also used for the GCPD funeral procession for a practical truck flip stunt and helicopter sequence. Additional segments were filmed on Monroe Street, Randolph Street, and Randolph Street Station. Navy Pier along the shore of Lake Michigan served as Gotham Harbor in a climatic ferry scene. Scouts spent over a month searching for suitable vessels but were unsuccessful, so construction coordinator Joe Andre Jekko and his team built very fair uh, facades, if you will, uh, top barges, and the entire sequence was filmed in one day and involved 800 extras who were moved through makeup and clothing department in shifts. Exterior footage of Gotham Pruitt building, the site of Batman and Joker's final confrontation was filmed at the in-construction Trump International Hotel and Tower. The owners refused permission to film a stunt in which Batman suspends a SWAT team from the building, so this was filmed from the 14th floor of a separate building site. The Gotham General Hospital explosion was filmed in August of 2007 using a former Barge's candy factory on Cicero Avenue that was scheduled for demolition. The Chicago filming phase concluded on September 1st, ending with scenes of Wayne, drive, uh, Wayne driving and crashing his car, and the production was then moved to England. The Dark Knight includes Chicago locations such as Lake Michigan, which was doubled as the Caribbean Sea where Wayne boards a seaplane. Yeah, that's right. They use Lake Michigan as the Caribbean Sea. The Caribbean Sea, people. Richard Day... <laughs> the Richard Day Jaylee Center, which was used as Wayne Exteriors and a courtroom. The Berghoff restaurant was used as a GCPD, uh, as a scene where GCPD was arresting mob members. And Twin Anchors restaurant, the Sound Bar, McCormick Place were used as Wayne uh, Enterprises interiors and Chicago theater as well. 330 North Wabash served as officers, sorry, offices used by Dent Mayor Garcia and Commissioner Loeb. Um, in its 13th floor appears as Wayne Enterprises boardroom. Uh, Pfizer enhanced its large paranormal. A panoramic sorry, windows and natural light with an 80-foot glass table and reflective bulbs. A Randolph Street parking garage is where Batman captures Scarecrow and Batman impersonates uh, sorry Batman impersonators. Christopher wanted several Rottweiler dogs in the scene, but locating a dog Helen. A handler that was willing to simultaneously manage several dogs was difficult. A scene of Batman surveying the city from a top roof, some from a rooftop edge, was filmed atop Willis Tower, Chicago's tallest building. Stuntman Buster Reeves was able to double as Batman, but Bale persuaded the filmmakers to let the, uh, let him perform the scene himself. The <laughs> 13 weeks of filming in Chicago was estimated to have generated 45 million dollars for the city's economics. Uh, sorry city's economy and thousands of local jobs because America anyways uh, many interiors of the Dark Knight were filmed on sets at the Pinewood Studios, Buckinghamshire, and Cardigan uh, Airfield in Bedfordshire. These locations included the Bat Bunker which took six weeks to build in a Cardigan hangar Cardington hangar, sorry. The Bat Bunker was based on the 1960s uh, Chicago building designs and was integrated into existing concrete floor and used the 200 foot, eight, uh, 200 foot long, 8 foot tall ceiling to create a broad perspective. The 160 foot tall hangar was suitable, uh, sorry, unsuitable for suspending the bunker roof and, uh, and an encompassing gantry was built to hold it and the lighting. 
After moving from Chicago in May, scenes filmed in the UK also included the Criterion restaurant where Rachel Dent and Wayne shared dinner, and a Gotham news scene that was filmed at the University of Westminster. The GCPD headquarters was rebuilt in the Farmelo uh, building. During the, the inter, uh, interrogation scene, Ledger actually asked Bale to hit him, although he declined. Ledger cracked and dented the walls by throwing himself around. After returning to England in the middle of September, scenes were filmed for the Ferry Hospital and Gotham Prewood building interiors. By mid-October, interior and exterior scenes of Bale be sorry of Rachel being held hostage, surrounded by barrels of gasoline, were filmed by uh, at the Battersea Power Station. To avoid damaging the power station, a listed building, uh, a false wall was built in front of it and lined with explosives. Nearby residents contacted emergency services believing the explosion was an actual terrorist attack. Filming in England then concluded at the end of October with a variety of green screen shots for the truck chase sequences and shots of Rachel being thrown from a window were filmed on a set at Cottington. <coughs> Damn. The final nine days of production took place in Hong Kong, and it included aerial footage from atop the International Finance Center, as well as filming at Central to Mid-Levels Escalator, the Central, uh, Central, the Peninsula of Hong Kong, and the Queen's Row, a stunt involving Batman catching an in-flight C-130 aircraft. Despite extensive rehearsals of Reeves jumping from the McBlurg building in Chicago, a planned stunt to depict Batman leaping from one Hong Kong scraper to another was canceled because the local authorities refused permission for helicopter use. Weister described it as described the officials as a nightmare. Christopher disputed a report that this um, that said a scene of Batman leaping into Victoria Harbor was canceled because of pollution concerns, saying it was a script decision. The 127-day shoot concluded on November 15, on time and under budget. Editing was underway in January of 2008 when Heath Ledger unfortunately died age 28 from an accidental drug overdose of a prescription drug. A rumor uh, his commitment to his performance as the Joker has affected his mental state circulated, but this was later refuted. Christopher said editing the film became, quote, tremendously emotional right when he passed, having to go back in and look at him every day during editing. But the truth is, I feel very lucky to have something productive to do, to have a performance that he was very, very proud of and that he entrusted me to finish, end quote. Because Christopher preferred to capture sound while filming rather than recording dialogue in post-production, Ledger's work had not been completed before his death and Christopher did not modify the Joker's narrative in response. Christopher added a dedication to Ledger and stuntman Conway Wycliffe, who died during rehearsals for a Tumblr. Sorry, who died during rehearsals for a Tumblr Batmobile stunt. Alongside lead editor Lee Smith, Christopher took an aggressive editorial approach to editing *The Dark Knight* to achieve its 152-minute uh, running time. Christopher said no scenes were deleted because he believed every scene was essential and that unnecessary material had been cut before filming. The Nolans had difficulties refining the script to reduce the running time, but after removing so much material they believed it had become incomprehensible, they added more scenes. Unlike the design process of Batman Begins, which was restrained by a need to represent Batman iconography, iconography, yes, that's an actual word, audience acceptance of its realistic setting gave the Dark Knight more design freedom. Chris Colbrud, the film's special effects uh, supervisor oversaw the 700 
effect shots, double negative, and frame store produced. They were relatively few effects compared to equivalent films because Christopher only used uh, CGI where practical effects could not be uh, would not suffice. Production designer Nathan Crowley designed the bad pod, sorry, bad cycle, because Christopher did not want to extensively reuse the tumbler. Corblood's team built the bad pod, which is based on a prototype Crowley and Christopher built by combining uh, different com- uh, commercial model components. The unwieldy, wide-tired vehicle could only be ridden by stuntman Jean, uh, Jean-Pierre Joy after months of training. The Gotham General Hospital explosion was not in the script, but added during filming because Corbett believed it could be done. And, um, well, it was done. Yes. Anyways, um, the Dark Knight's marketing campaign was developed by, Al- by alternate reality game development company 42 Entertainment. Christopher wanted the team to focus on counteracting the negative reaction to Ledger's casting and controlling the revelation of the Joker's appearance. Influenced by the script and comic books The Killing Joke, The Long Halloween, and Arkham Asylum, A Serious House on Earth, 42 Entertainment paced over the ARG over annual events. Although Warner Bros. rejected their ideas to use Jokerized Santas at Christmas, coffins filled with chattering teeth on Mother's Day, and Batman actors on rooftops due to safety concerns, the ARG then began in May of 2007 with campaign posters for Dent and Joker playing cards bearing the phrase, I believe in Harvey Dent. We're written, we're sorry, we're hidden. Um, were hidden inside comic book stores around the U.S. This then led people to a website where they could submit their email addresses to reveal a pixel of a concealed Joker image, and about 97,000 email addresses and 20 hours were required to reveal the image in full, which was well-received. At the San Diego Comic-Con, 42 Entertainment modified 11 thousand one dollar bills with the joker's image and phrase why so serious that led finders to a location 42 entertainment's initial plan to throw the bills from a balcony was canceled again to the safety concerns so the bills were covertly distributed to attendees although the event was expected to attract a few thousand people 650,000 arrived and participated in events that include calling a number taken from a plane flying overhead and wearing joker makeup to commit disruptive acts with actors globally fans photograph letters on signs to form a ransom note a US, a U.S. centric effort involved people recovering cell phones made by Nokia, a brand partner to the film, from a cake, which then led to an early screening of the film's bank heist prologue before its public release in December. Ledger's appearance in the prologue was well received, and it positively changed the disclosure around his uh, sorry discourse around his casting. After his death, the campaign continued unchanged with a focus on Dent's election, which was influenced by the then-ongoing 2008 U.S. presidential election. Warner Bros. was concerned public knowledge of Dent's character was poor. The campaign included stick, uh, signs, stickers, and Dentmobiles visiting U.S. cities to raise his profile. The campaign concluded in July with displays of the bat signal in Chicago, New York, that would eventually be defaced by the Joker. Industry professionals have considered this campaign innovative and successful. Warner Bros. dedicated six months to anti-piracy methods, and the film industry lost an estimated $6.1 billion in piracy in 2005. Delivery methods of film reels were randomized, and copies had a chain of custody to track who had access. Some theater staff were giving night vision goggles to identify people recording the night, sorry, the dark night, and one person was caught in Kansas City. 
Warner Bros. considered its strategy a success, delaying the appearance of the first poorly lit camcorder version until 3848 hours after its earliest re uh, global release in Australia. Now, compared to its 2007 $9.7 billion box office take in 2008, lower revenues were expected due to the large number of comedies competing against each other and the release of films with dark tones such as The Dark Knight during a period of rising living costs and election fatigue in the US. Fewer sequels, which generally performed well, were scheduled, and only four, The Dark Knight, The Chronicles of Narnia, Prisca Pan, The Mummy, Tomb of, Emperor, sorry, Tomb of the Dragon Emperor, and Indiana Jones Kingdom of the Crystal Scroll were predicted to be blockbusters um, and easily earn over 300 million. The Dark Knight was expected to sell well based on high ad audience anticipation, positive re-release reviews, and a record 3.5 million in IMAX pre-sales. Predictions placed the opening weekend take above. Uh, sorry, its opening weekend take above that of Iron Man's 102.1 million, but below that of Spider-Man's uh, 151 million. Analysts said its success would be influenced by the lengthy running time that limited the number of screenings per day and counter-programming from a romantic comedy, Mamma Mia, which surveyed well with females and the family's comedy, Space Chimps. There is also perceived limit on financial success for the film for Batman films in 1989. Installment remained the franchise's highest grossing release to date at the time. The Dark Knight's premiere took place on July 14th in IMAX in New York City, and a block in Broadway was closed for the event, which concluded a live performance of the film score by Howard Zimmer. The Hollywood Reporter said Ledger had received several ovations and that during the after-party, Warner Bros. executives struggled to maintain a balance between celebrating the successful uh, response and commemorating Ledger himself. On July 18, 2008, The Dark Knight was widely released in the U.S. and Canada in a record 4,336 theaters and an estimated 9,200 screens. It earned $158.4 during the weekend, per theater average of 36000 breaking Spider-Man 3's record and making it the number one film ahead of Mamma Mia and Hancock in its third weekend. It set further records for highest grossing single day. Sunday, uh, Sunday, midnight, it's midnight opening and it's IMAX opening. <clears throat> the film benefited from repeat viewings by younger audiences and it had broad appeal with a 52% of the audience being male and an equal number of those 25 years, uh, sorry, an equal number of those under 25 and those of 25 or older. Now, the Dark Knight went on to receive critical acclaim. On Rotten Tomatoes, the film holds an approval rating of 94%, with an aggregated review, uh, with from the aggregated reviews of 345 critics, with an average rating of sorry, with an average score of 8.6 out of 10. The consensus reads, "Quote: Dark Knight, complex and unforgettable." The Dark Knight succeeds not just as an, an entertaining comic book film, but as richly, but as a richly uh, thrilling crime saga. End quote. The film has a score of 84 out of 100 on a Metacritic based on 39 reviews indicating universal acclaim. Several publications have gone on to call The Dark Knight the best comic book hero adaptation ever made. Robert Eggert said, alongside Iron Man, it redefined the potential of superhero films by combining comic book tropes with real world events. Some appreciated its complex and moral tale. 
about the effects of vigilantism and terrorism on contemporary society. And Manuel Levi and Manola Darius praise the depiction of characters as possessing both positive and negative aspects, such as Batman's effort to end crime provoking unintended consequences and a greater response from criminals. Darkest believe the Dark Knight's exploration of chaos, fear, and death following the September 11 attacks in 2001 represented that American movies have entered a new era of oblivions when it comes to their heroes or maybe just superness, end quote. Other criticized the dark, grim, and intense self-serious tone as lacking any elements of fun or fantasy. Man, fuck what you think about. Anyways. Um, <clears throat> anyways. Um, <laughs> in terms of future releases, well, there was a sequel, 2012's The Dark Knight, which concluded the Dark Knight trilogy. The film basically follows Batman being forced out of a self-imposed retirement, and you know, I'm not even gonna get into it. But anyways, yeah, that that um, yeah, eventually there was uh, there was a sequel, and and whatnot. So I think that pretty much wraps it up for today's episode, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, before we go, thank you guys all so much for the support. It means a lot, really. So keep it up, spread the word, tell your mom, tell your dad, tell your brother, tell your sister, tell everybody, and most of all, follow us on our Instagram at timeout underscore with underscore Tony Podcast. Believe me when I tell you that I am trying my damn best to you know upload all these videos and posts onto um. I'm, I'm trying to promote everything I can onto Instagram and I'm trying to, you know, upload as much as I can to YouTube. But at the end of the day, bro, I'm just the working man who works 40 plus hours. Anyways, um, that pretty much concludes today's episode. Thank you guys all so much for the support. It means a lot, really. Keep it up. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Thank you guys so much. And don't drink and drive. Uh... Okay, show's over. Please get out. Thank you.